Alright, it is Tuesday night. It is the pre prediction show for AEW Double or Nothing. This is the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, how's it going? Very good, man. I, I had a very good day. Sounds, very re- sounds like it. It's very relaxing. You know, I'm just, I was excited to come on here. Got some, got some good sleep. I had a shower right before I jump on the on the air, and we're good. Cool. So uh, this Sunday night, AEW double nothing. And I well, I told you while I was off the air why I was so excited for that because yeah, the the, the match card is awesome. Actually, they. Uh, Apparently, have added several matches since I last looked at the card. Yep. Um, and it's like holy shit. I mean, it's like eleven matches on this card, including the buy-in, or not the buy-in, but the, well, yeah, they call it the buy-in. Yeah, that's what it's called, the buy-in. But um, <clears throat> but it's um, it's gonna be fun, and I'm looking forward to having a semi-drama-free podcast. You know, oh, yeah. let's just have some fun. But before that, I got to tell you, because I was going to tell you this on uh, Sunday afternoon, but uh, we had to do so many uh, retakes uh, that we just decided to cut out all the fun part at the beginning. But um, have you ever seen Emilyville 2? Um, no. Okay, uh, just don't, because I forgot how... I thought maybe watching it again, I'd like it a little more than originally did. But no, it's still a bad, bad movie. No, this is just terrible. This is The Possession. And they ruined Emilyville because all these years later, because 1979 was when the book and the movie came out, right. all these years later, you learn that none of it actually happened. The, mur- the murders happened in 1976 or 74, around there. But everything, like, with the demonic possession in the house, that never happened. <laughs> oh, God. So, but, um, this quick story there. 1992, my cousin's up visiting from Pensacola, Florida, okay? Yep. So... Usually I would take the bus home from school, but he said, don't take the bus, I'll come and pick you up. Huh. Okay, on our way back, we went to the video store to rent a couple of movies. So we walk in, we go to the shelves, and we look at them, what they have there. He's like, let's get Emilyville 2, the possession. I'm like, okay, cool. That night, me, my brother, him and my brothers were sitting down watching it. After that, they decided to go out to McDonald's. They're like, stay here and we'll pick something up for you. I'm like, fuck you. I'm not staying home after we just watched this movie. <laughs> You're going to leave me here all alone. <laughs> so, so we ended up going out to McDonald's. and um, Actually, I wasn't the only time doing it. It was really fun. One night, one time, my brothers and I had a nerdathon weekend. We, had the, we watched the nerds 1, 2, and 3. And, like, at 1 a.m. we went to get McDonald's. My parents were out of town at that time. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. That sounds so like a lot had, of fun. So, we, we had a pretty good time. But the... Okay, the last movie I watched before my power went out last week... 
Yeah. Um, I believe Saturday was yeah. Before my power went out on Saturday, the last movie I watched was Audition. This is a Japanese horror movie. Okay. So let me just pull up the synopsis. I'll tell you what this one is all about. So let me look up audition here. And there it is. Okay. So here it is. It's from 1999, okay? Yep. A widower takes an offer to screen girls at a special audition arranged for him by a friend to find him a new wife. The one he fancies is not who she appears to be after all. Because as it turns out, she's actually a serial killer. Oh, wow. Well, I, I, I guess his alarm bells weren't going off. <laughs> but, like, uh, and it's hard for me to watch these, uh, like, when you have a movie in another language and subtitles because it's distracting. So I just let it play in the background. And then after that is when the power went out. I'm like, I hope this isn't the last movie. I, I hope this isn't the last movie I get to watch because that would be pretty bad. Uh, yeah, seriously, <laughs> that, that would be absolutely awful. <laughs> but that was my eventful weekend, and then I got a few George Carlin videos in. Oh, I um, love George Carlin. Between yesterday and Sunday morning, I got a yeah, I got a couple of George Carlin videos in because uh, he. What's your what, What's your favorite bit from George Carlin? I like the I like when he compares football and baseball. That's awesome. Yeah, I I like that one. That, I love I love that. He he is just funny and and of course the first time I heard George Carlin was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because seriously I didn't really know who George Carlin was before that. Yeah. Well. I, well. But yeah. yeah. I didn't know, but once I found him, it was just like, right. holy shit. Some of his jokes are awesome. Like, um... The seven words you're not allowed to say. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the, um, the, the cheer that he came up with. Uh, oh, what, what, what was it? Um... Oh, 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 well, I can't say it because it's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, you know the the look up uh, look up George Carlin's cheer and it pops right up. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's um it's pretty awesome. Yep. So yeah, he's uh, but actually, I got all of his uh, stuff on CDs because I used to make MP3s because I. I can't carry all my CDs to school with me, so I just make the MP3 discs. And I oh, threw, cool. And I threw Aces or like 23 discs, CDs on one disc and take them. But now, uh, this week in wrestling, Ben, well, well the, the, me, st- me, the start me, of it. Let me, let, me, let me tell you something, folks. Uh-oh. You, you, might, you might wonder why, you know... We go over the movies and we shoot the shit a little bit before we get into wrestling. Some of you are probably like, isn't this a wrestling podcast? Just get to it. Yes, it um, is. But... L- l- but ladies and gentlemen, we need to warm up a little bit. We need to ease into Monday Night Raw because it is freaking, freaking painful. <laughs> now, um, 
and, and this, you know, obviously I have uh, some high points, but by and large, this show absolutely sucks. And it, it's par for the course. And it's just sad. And uh, I'm going to be all take a money at Raw for you. And, um, so oh, you're so kind. <laughs> so we have money at Raw. We have the AEW predictions. Uh, we have, um, I have a list for you, Ben, of the top 10 worst remakes. Which, that's actually perfect because if, if you guys and, and gals turned in, tuned in to our last show, we did... Uh, ten movies that absolutely should not have remakes. So this is this is p- perfect follow up. And of course, we have time warp fans. I promise you, we're gonna get back to the audio versions Saturday night. But I do have another one for you for tonight from 1985, I believe it is. And of course, we have wrestling roulette. Absolutely, and. I'm really hoping I can do better. It's just some of the, some of the old ones is, is, and some of the WCW ones just like confuse me. I mean, <laughs> they confuse me. Like W some of the WC, like I never knew. Uh, I never heard Booker T's uh, WCW theme. I uh, like in its entirety, and I'm like, I got that one wrong. Well, I, I would have got that. I'm like, well, well, that well, that sucks. So good night. <laughs> Well, Booker T is is one of my you know all time favorite wrestlers. But also, that was when he was in uh, the um, what's it called, the uh, Misfits in Action. Oh well, I wouldn't have gotten that one either. I thought you were talking about the Harlem Heat one. Oh no, the Harlem Heat I would have gotten. Yeah. All right, so um, well, you see, we get into Monday Night Raw, and oh I, God, <laughs> no. Okay. I have to say, the way Monday Night Raw started, Riddle's promo, that is one of my high points, is Riddle's promo. Absolutely, that was that was very well done. And actually, that's perfect because we have a question that we're going to be asking on Friday night. And I ask you right now, Ben, is Riddle ready, Is does Riddle have what it takes to be a main eventer? Absolutely. Hell yes. Without question. And I, fans, why are you calling in right now? We just started. Because they wanted to get their take on that riddle <laughs> and, uh, um, and RK Bro. Some people might, might be upset, but I, I think, I think it was time and, uh, yeah, I think it would go, it's going to be good. It's weird that they did the the injury angle. Uh, I will I will say that. But you know, um, you, you, but, the, but the way the promo was executed was um was pretty good. But you know what I think? They don't need to do a heel turn or whatever. You don't have to do that. If you just split them up just like that, they're like they're gonna go on their their singles runs. That's it. The Heart Foundation. They never. Um, no one turned heel in the Heart Foundation when they split up. Yeah, but you know, you know how WWE is nowadays. Well, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm saying, like, if for me, I, I wouldn't do a heel turn thing. You don't need to. You don't need to do that. Just like uh, have them go their separate ways. Yeah, I mean, 
but but I think I think they really want to do Matt Riddle versus Randy Orton. I I think it, that's what they want to do eventually. All right, and uh, let's see that. Okay, so that goal leads into the opening match, which is Riddle and the Prophets, Street Prophets versus the Usos. I mean, it, it, it's and it and Sami Zayn. It wasn't a bad match, but it, you know, but the promo was was better. Uh, the promo, the promo was awesome, but yeah, the match it, it wasn't bad. I, I actually have that as my high point. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I I can see that. <clears throat> and then, okay, let's see, let's see what else we have after that. We have uh, the Judgment Day. Their promo was uh, again another one of my high points because I just really like their promos. Yeah, I, I, with the exception of Rhea Ripley, who I who I really think needs to work on her promos. If she can, if she can um, get that polished up. She'll, she'll be good to go because in in the ring she's she's pretty good. Yeah. I wish they would drop this fucking uh, goth gimmick that she has. It makes sense now that it's in judgment. Now that she's in judgment day, but before, you know, it, she was starting to remind me of like Alexa Bliss. But um, Just in terms of how she was dressing into like a hot topic goth girl or something. But but let me ask you. So of course. Forget that you you already know like who the fourth member is. Who do you? Um, well, okay, you, you you came back. You're good. Forget that you uh, that we already know who the fourth member will eventually be. Who do you think it's going? Like we we have we already know who it's going to be, but who would you put in there? Because I, if we, if you saw on Twitter, they were teasing Liv Morgan or Alexa Bliss. No, I mean I would I would have I would have really liked to have seen like a Tommaso Ciampa or a Paige. That's another um, one that there that, that people are saying uh, Paige. Um, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean I'm I'm not I can't say that I disagree with who they're reportedly going with because God, he needs a repackage so freaking bad. I mean, I mean, T-Bar, really? T-Bar. What about T-Bar? What are you talking about? You know, so it's just kind of stupid. No, no, hold on. What are you talking what? about? What are you talking about, T-Bar? Because um, the, the reported... Um, actual person that they're going with is Dominic Dijakovic. What? I thought they were I thought they were looking at Champa. Well, they were, but that's uh but now apparently it's um Dijakovic. Oh, okay. Ew, I don't know. I no, I um I personally really like that idea. You like that idea? Yeah. But not as T-Bar, come on, you gotta give him another name, though. That is one name change I wouldn't mind. Right. I agree. Okay, uh, so, after that, what we had... Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Ash. Uh, but, but before that... Nobody gives a fuck. Can we call that a low point? Yeah, Nobody that, gives no, a that's fuck. My, that's a low point. 
another low point is Lashley's promo. He, God, you know, for every physical gift he has in the ring, this guy can't cut promos. Um, and of course we had Cody Rhodes in the Miz. Uh, I guess that 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 wasn't bad. That was I yeah, I put that as my high point, and uh, it was. Oh, I completely with, disagree and, on that one. You didn't like it. That was a look. That, why would you need to do that again? Like, it's it, why? Nobody gives a shit about the Miz. <laughs> uh, no, hold on. I'm putting that as my little point. And the next one, Ezekiel and Chad Gable. Okay. Oh, I'm done with this. It, it was entertaining for like two or three weeks, but now it's like, you know, shut the fuck up. We, uh, we, we still don't, we, we still, you know... They, they drew out the lie detector thing, and now and then he took it and he found the truth, and you know he, he had a, um, you know talking about Kevin Owens, he had a you know breakdown, and now now he's like I don't care who you are now, I just want to whoop your ass, <laughs> um, and it's just this did not need to go for for weeks and weeks and weeks. Fans, I'm about to upset my co-host. Then you know who they need to put Ezekiel with? Who? Max Dupree! Oh my god. <laughs> tell, 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 <laughs> tell them what I am doing right now. <laughs> my host is, uh, is uh, give me an obscene finger gesture which I cannot replicate because you can't, you can't see it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I had I purposely did that because uh, just to get it right. <laughs> okay, and uh, um, another one MVP and Lashley. No, I, no, I mean I I agree, but I understand why why they did why no, they I know did I, it I, I get why they did it, but uh, uh, yeah, not good. And uh, my high my high point Becky Lynch and Oscar. Oh my god. What? Okay. Okay. Wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. What? So, okay. Say what you want about the match, but look, can I ask a question? Yeah. What in God's green earth was she wearing? Oh, I, I'm. I'm glad. You know what? What ben, the fuck was that? Ben, hold on. I'm glad you said that because I, I. I have to tell you something. It has to do with that. Yes. You know I'm a Seinfeld fan. Yes. Uh, minus Jerry Seinfeld, because I agree with you and your mom. He's boring. He's not funny at all. But I love Seinfeld, the show. On Facebook, I joined a group called Seinfeld Wrestle, Wrestling Post. Right. They, they combined Seinfeld with wrestling. So there was a, there was like, now fans, anyone who's seen Seinfeld knows the episode of the, with the puffy shirt, Right. Yes. I'm sure you know that as well, right? Yeah. So, on this, uh, in this Facebook group, they had a picture of Ellen Pierce backstage with Becky Lynch. She was wearing that white puffy shirt. Oh, God. So, I, I had to make a comment in there, and I put, Ellen Pierce, you're going to be Monday Night Raw's first pirate. Then I put Becky Lynch, but I don't want to be a pirate. Well, it's just... You know, I mean, 
What, what, are, what are they, they going to do? Cast Becky Lynch to replace Johnny Depp in the next, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean movie? You know, at this, but at this point, it's not even funny. Actually, it's, I, I, it's sad. Actually, uh, so, someone uh, said, did she boil Gangrel's uh, wardrobe? Well, well, and that's a, that's another very legitimate question. Like, I don't understand what, I don't understand uh, what that was that she was wearing. Like, it was just, it, it was out of character for her. No, well, no, it wasn't because she's been wearing, some, her and Seth Rollins have really been wearing some stupid shit, but. No, I mean, no, I mean, uh, like, but, like, but, but the uh, Becky Lynch, the Becky Lynch we know, like that we were from before. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, as opposed to the Becky Lynch of now. Yeah, exactly. It's, for me, it's just, it felt out of character for her to be wearing that because, like, she never used to wear anything like that before. Like when, for as long as we've been following her. I mean, it, this this heel run is just not working for her. But so, uh, the, yeah, that, that was my uh, high point uh, for for uh, the show. And um, you mean the the low point? No, what Becky and Oscar. Oh, oh, we're, oh, we're the, the, just talking. The, no, the match, we're just talking about the shirt. Okay, the match itself was a high point. Yeah, yeah the, okay. her, her wardrobe. Okay. <laughs> All right, just make it sure. <laughs> so, um, that's about it. I got from Monday Night Raw. I'm sure you your little points are all the same. Um. Yes, and um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not going to go too long, but, but the thing is, oh, I did have one that was bad. Oh. The, the Veer Mahan and Jerry Lawler oh, segment. Oh, jeez. Oh. Because at one point, Veer Mahan was saying the two Dominics when he meant to say the two Mysterio, like the the Mysterios, he said the Dominics. And you know what? Can we stop with the jokes, Jerry Lawler? Your jokes are not funny. Well, but aside from that, well, why are you put? Why are you putting um, Jerry Lawler, who's a comedy guy, and I'm not saying anything against Jerry Lawler, but I'm, but I'm just curious. Why are you putting that guy in the ring with Beer Mahan, who you're trying to portray as a monster? And actually, when I first saw the graphics, I thought, I thought, wait, Chirolo's not going to face Veer Mahat, is he? And then, and then I read, oh, the King's Court, okay. You know, but it's just like, and did you notice in terms of height, pretty much, uh, Jerry Lawler and, and Veer Mahan are the same height? Yep. So it's like, and and I looked, I looked something up, it's actually uh, pretty funny. No. Uh, Veer Mahan is... Two months and one day younger than I am. Oh wow! <laughs> cool. Um, but it's just, but you know, aside from, aside from that, like, what purpose does this serve to make him a monster? Just the way he delivers his promo is like it's so over the top. You know, it's just it's like stop. Let him be. You know the normal intense guy. You know it. It doesn't have to be like over the over the top. And that's why I, that's why I've always been giving his matches lately 
my, it's my low points because, like, he's supposed to be like this uh, scary guy, this dominating guy, but he's first of all you have him being a handsome talent. Then when you have him face someone on the main that's actually on the roster, you have Mustafa Ali, which did nothing for Mustafa Ali. Yeah, and um. And that, that's the only additional low point that I had. Um, or, yeah, so pretty much we're in complete agreement. This show <laughs> sucked. It, you know, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't mean to be repetitive, but if, well, what I did was, and this actually helped, um, for the first two hours, I didn't watch, I didn't watch the show. I tuned in around 10 o'clock. And I, oh, you, know, you, 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 I, you didn't tune in for the Cody countdown at the top of the hour. Well, no, I mean I saw it, but my point, my point being, my point being is I was able to use the fast forward function very liberally throughout the throughout the show, and I, it it helps because if you don't if you don't have that, it's like holy but, shit. And I, I, I again. How do we know this is even the actual Monday Night Raw that we were supposed to get? The actual show could, was probably better, yet I'm sure they did a rewrite and gave us this. Exactly, I mean... Like, like you don't know, we don't know like what we were watching on Monday night. We could have been watching a good episode of Raw. It's just terrible. You know, well, a good episode of Raw. I mean, you know, that's the you know that's a really big reach, Elio. I mean, that's no. I'm saying we could have been watching like a, a good to okay episode of Raw, but instead they they probably had to do a rewrite and give us this, the one with the show we actually got. You know, it's just. But I mean, even this, it was just. This show was terrible. So, uh, so we have for Monday Night Raw. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, say we get into AEW Double or Nothing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank uh, you. Give me a minute. Yeah, while you um, while you take that one, I'm just gonna pull up the card here. Okay, so I'm going to go bottom to top, right? Bottom so, top. for the, the buy-in match, we have Hook and Dan Housen versus Sonny Nese and Mark Sterling. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Wait, 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 wait a minute. Mark Sterling. Jade's lawyer. Yeah. What? What? Wait, uh, when did, when uh, did this happen? Uh, like two weeks ago. You didn't see that one? I didn't even know he was a wrestler. What? Okay. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so, what's your... You know, obviously we know what it is, but what's the official prediction? And they actually uh, call them that here. Hookhausen. <laughs> yeah, so... That's my your, prediction. Yeah, Definitely. Um, and then we have Death Triangle versus House of Black. Ooh, okay. Death Triangle versus House of Black. 
I am going to give it to the House of Black. I'm yeah, House of Black. I, I feel like I feel like House of Black needs it. I like the Death Triangle, but I feel like the House of Black is gonna take this one. Yeah, especially especially since Pack has so many, uh, you know, v, like issues and is on the show so so seldomly. I think it makes better sense for it to be House of Black. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have one. We do, we do have one match that's to be determined, and that's the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Final, so you won't touch that. Okay. Is that going to... That's taking place on Wednesday? Um, yeah, I think I think that's, um, that's when the match is, is taking place to determine that. Okay. Um, so the next match is... Um, let, let's see. The Young Bucks versus the Hardys. Young Bucks versus... I'm going to give it to the Hardys. Yeah, I think so. Um, with Next one up is Adam Cole versus the winner of Kyle O'Reilly and Samoa Joe. Um, mm. I, and I think... I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say it's going to be Kyle O'Reilly winning because I think... I think it would be very interesting to have Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. And the interplay between um between the yep. um the undisputed elite. Yep. Yeah, I know I got the same and I think I'm gonna go with Adam Cole. Uh yeah, maybe Adam Cole. I, yeah, I, I would go with Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole. Oh, uh, and then we have um, the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, versus versus, <laughs> um, versus the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm going with the BCC. Uh, wait, thank, wait. thank you for being uh, for being very specific with your pronunciation on that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, the, what, wait, what the what what is this? Anarchy in the Arena <laughs> match. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much. Like, is that is that the stadium stampede? No, it's it's more it's more like uh, war games, but they can't call it that. I think anarchy in the arena. Sure, why not? So it's like it's like it's like war games without the cage. Sure, why not? Yeah, that was a little weak. But uh, speaking <laughs> of weak, TBS championship. Jade Cargill versus Anna J. Where's Anna J been? That's my question. I don't know why. I don't know why this match is being being made. I love Anna J, but I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to go with Jade Cargill. I agree. Then we have uh, the World Tag Team Title uh, Triple Threat: Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus uh, versus Ricky Starks and Powerhouse House versus Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Mm. I'm gonna go with Jungle Boy, Jurassic Express. Um, I'm gonna go with um. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo that statement because they just won the titles. It felt like because really, really, you're gonna go with Team Taz, uh, um, and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland just uh, started teaming up. So. 
Yeah, so they're, they're not ready for titles. I agree. Um, we have the Women's World Championship, Thunder Rosa versus Serena Deep. Um, I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa. I agree, but can we talk about how horribly booked her women's world title uh, run has been. She's yeah. barely been. She's barely been on TV at all. They didn't even let her like have a you know celebration moment. All, we, so all we've seen her in is her promos. You know, it's it's just the way the women the way the women's division is booked. I don't know who's in charge of it, but it sucks. Um, the way it's being booked, it's, it sounds like they sent Bruce Pitcher over there or John Laurinaitis. I know. I agree. <laughs> and that is, that is painful. I mean, you know, because I, I like a lot of what AEW does in terms of um, booking, but then sometimes it's like, wait a minute, what? Um, and then we have Hangman Page versus CM, CM Punk. Um, there... I'm going to go with CM Punk. Yeah, because I, I, like, even with this, um... I mean, because uh, he said that uh, his goal is to be the world champion, so I'm going to go with Punk. Yeah, I mean, this feud itself has been built up well, but I don't think Hangman Page has had a good run with with the belt since nope. those, those two matches that he had with, uh, um... Dan- with Brian Danielson. If only be- to be done with the- all this cowboy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it that, cool. that, that part of uh, his uh, whole character, like, I just don't like. Well, I liked it at, at first, but now it's it's not working. No, at first, they were okay. It was something different you never heard before, but now they're kind of like. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, that is our, uh, predictions. No, we're not. We're not not done. Oh, I thought we were. We have one more. The Women's Own Heart Cup Tournament. Oh, yeah, we're not touching that, right? Yeah, because that that hasn't been... Okay, no, no, no. Um, Oh, no, but but we missed uh, Wardlow and MJF. Oh. Of course, um, Wardlow, of course. Of of course, absolutely. (laughs) Now that's the end for the AEW double if, thing. But if there are any other matches added before the, you know, we'll the, bring we'll bring it to you on Saturday. Absolutely. All right, so that's what we have for uh, AEW double nothing. Yes, sir. All right, so now Ben, I have a list for you. Oh God. These are the. Top 10 worst remakes now. I have two uh, columns for you because I found two different lists. Uh, some some of the same movies are on both lists, but in different uh, positions on the on the chart. Okay? Yeah. So I have from Reddit and from Ranker. So the first one I'm going to read is from Reddit. Okay? Okay. Number 10 is Point Break from 2015. Yeah, we didn't need this. 
they told, they remade the original from 1990. Yeah, I, I actually you just recently watched the original um, Point Break for the first time, and I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. So. All right, so number nine. Number nine, we have Lion King from 2019. No, this one, I hated this. Well, I mean, I, I've seen it, but it was just, it, it, it didn't need to, to happen. No, it was terrible. I don't like it. I saw you, I, and, I, and I did watch it. I'm not just saying that it was terrible. I actually watched it. Yeah, I, I didn't like it. It didn't have the same magic as the original. Number eight, we have the Stepford Wives from 2004. Well, I, no, I never saw it. Not that I would. It was like a chick flick. <laughs> At number seven, we have Hellboy. Uh, well, which one? The original one? Or it's, the one it's, in... it's, it's not the Ron Perlman one. It's the 2019 version. I agree. I've seen I've seen both of them, and the 2019 one was, was, was very weird. In number six, we have The Mummy from 2017. First of all, they remade the 1999 Brendan Fraser one, and that was a remake of the 1932 Boris Karloff one. Well, um, you know, but... I, I I don't know if it's just me, but I was never really a fan of like Brandon Fraser movies. Nah, I didn't like it either. I wasn't a fan of it either. Yeah. Here are your top five, and this one actually, I don't know how to feel. I I'm in the middle with this one. This is The Wicker Man from 2006 with Nicolas Cage. I've never, I've never seen that one. I don't know what the, um, I don't know what the premise of that one is. You know what? Let me pull that one up actually right now. I'm gonna get the Wicker Man, 2006. So we have. All right. So we have a sheriff investigating the disappearance of a young girl from a small island discovers there's a larger mystery to solve among the island's secretive neo-pagan community. That, uh, that sounds weird. It's kind of weird. You know what? I'd rather watch the original from 1973 with Christopher Lee. Yeah, and I agree. It, and, it I was, agree. and it's weird saying that because I, I only ever knew Christopher Lee from... His Dracula roles. So it was, uh, it was different seeing him in another role. Yeah, but you can't go wrong with Christopher yeah. Lee, though. Then in the f- number four, we have Robocop from 2014. They remade the 1987 Robocop. Oh, my God. Look, look. <laughs> Ro- Ro- even Robocop in 1989 was cheesy as fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was a Robocop uh, 2. That was a sequel. Oh, that was the C. Uh, Jesus. Well, you can, you can. Well, I was born in '88, so give me a break. But it's just no. I'm, I'm saying that that was actually the sequel. They had like they have three Robocops. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, one was enough. <laughs> <laughs> All 
In number three, we have Space Jam, a new legacy. Um, I, I, you know what? I actually, I sat down with uh, my, my friend and, his, and actually watched it. We were hanging out with his stepkids and stuff. And it was, it was, it was cute, cute, I guess, you know, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, I was space, the original Space Jam was my shit. Every, every yeah. time, every time that's on TV, I sit down and watch it. Yep. I mean, I mean, that was awesome. Number two, I completely agree with this was absolutely stupid. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, 2005. Johnny Depp as Willy Wonka is, was just terrible. I did not like this movie at all. Yeah, it was, it was very, um, you know, the, the, it, I always say this, but there's just certain classics that you just don't fuck with. Yep. And that's certainly one of them. And, like, everything is remade nowadays because most of today's stuff Sucks. And so. the, the number one worst remake according to Reddit. A Nightmare on Elm Street 2010. Well, I never I never saw that, but I would imagine that was a, that's a very accurate statement. <laughs> now, see, when I, I hadn't seen this uh, until it came out then, I remember... It was a it was a Sunday night. It was WrestleMania twenty six. I started watching WrestleMania twenty six until the stream cut out, completely dead. So I'm like, well, I can't watch that. I might as well just watch a movie. So I threw on Nightmare on Elm Street. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, look, and look, I've never been a horror guy, but I mean, I've seen like pieces of. Of um, you know the original Nightmare on Elm Street, and I can see that being like really cool for for you know fans of that genre. Um, and again, Johnny Depp in Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. <laughs> what? Well, well, yeah, but but that was actually you know Johnny yeah. Depp. Johnny Depp has done a lot of good stuff. Yep. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was not one of them. Nope. At least in my opinion. Okay, now we have Rankers Top 10. Are you ready? This is slightly different. There are different movies on here. Oh, but, but same concept, right? Same concept. The Top 10 Worst Remakes, only according to Ranker. Okay. At number 10, we have Swept Away from 2002. Uh, let me look that up because I, I do not know what that is. I'm, I want to say it's a Britney Spears movie. I'm just not sure. Let me look that up as well. Swept away. No, it's Madonna. Sorry. It's a Madonna so, movie. Hold on. Let me, let me read this. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a remake of a 1974 Italian film. Uh, the film stars uh, Guy Ritchie's wife, Madonna, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just, what the fuck? You know what? I think I actually saw this. This was bad. <laughs> so let me let me read you the plot summary here, according to to Wikipedia. All right. 
Uh, Amber Layton is a wealthy, spoiled socialite wife of a millionaire who joins the other two couples on a private cruise from Italy to Greece. Amber develops an instant and intense dislike to Giuseppe, a deckhand, and insults him mercilessly throughout the trip. During the trip, she insists on being taken out on a, on a dinghy uh, for, a, for a lark. Um, a dinghy for a lark. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but, um, over, so, uh, overruling Giuseppe's warnings about non-coming storm. Oh, Giuseppe. Dur- during the dinghy trip, once again, what's a dinghy trip? I have no idea. Um, it would probably help if I knew what a dinghy was, but nonetheless. Um, Amber Bur- <coughs> pardon me. Now, day, are you saying day as in D-A-Y? Uh, no, D-I-N-G-H-Y. I don't know what a dinghy trip is. I don't um, know. So, during this trip, Amber, uh, berates Giuseppe incessantly, which only intestif- intensifies once they run out of gas. Through a series of through a series of mishaps, Amber de- damages the dinghy, <laughs> and they end up washing up ashore on a deserted I'm island. I'm thinking it's a it's a boat, a type of a boat. Okay. Um. Well, I well I, fi- I figured, but still, yeah, weird. it was just weird. Yeah. <laughs> but on the island, Giuseppe gains the upper hand in their interactions due to his survivor skills. Survival skills. As the roles reverse, Giuseppe becomes more dominant in his treatment of Amber, which she concurrently becomes more submissive and cowering. Their relationship evolves into intimacy. Um, Yeah, that doesn't sound like a healthy relationship. Eventually, the two are rescued and return to their normal lives. What is is this? (laughs) <laughs> what, what, what do you do in 2002? Yeah, jeez, I'm so glad that I was preoccupied with them moving at the time that I didn't have time to like uh, look at movies. Yeah. <laughs> so at number nine, we have Bewitch. Oh wait, are you done? No, but, but no. No, um... if you want to, do you want to go on or you want to? Let me just finish this, because it's kind of stupid. <laughs> but eventually, the two are rescued and return to their normal lives. Giuseppe attempts to reach out to Amber to rekindle their relationship, but his messages uh, go with no reply. Giuseppe believes that Amber has rejected him and is despondent. However, it is revealed at the end of the film that his letters have been received have been intercepted by her her wealthy husband, who ensures that Amber never sees, or never sees them or Giuseppe again. Okay, I will never go see this movie. This sounds absolutely fucking terrible. Yeah, Joe, take a hint. So, oh, this is this is funny. Con- considering what we what we just said, so the critical reception. Oh. The, f- the film received extremely negative reviews. From <laughs> I wonder why. 
on on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a five percent rating based on seventy nine reviews with an average score of two point eight out of ten. Oh wow! Robert Ebert says uh, says that that um oh hold on hold on no he's he's okay I was confused. He said the original Slip Away was an absorbing movie that he was that he bestowed with a four out of four star rating, but he gave the remake only one star. According to Ebert, according to Ebert, despite Richie's relatively faithful adaptation, uh, the original Slip Away was incomparably superior, and the remake's fatal flaw was the utterly missing vitality or emotional rent. Uh, what is what is resonance? Resonance. Uh, of, oh, of the main characters. Additionally, Madonna's character starts out so hateful that she can never really turn it around. Yeah, this I'm not gonna read this any further. This movie sucked. Yeah, well, to be given a one star, it it was off the charts suck. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. number, much like much like Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. At number nine, we have Bewitch from two thousand five. You, again, you're remaking a television show from the sixties. Yeah, I know. I mean, I never saw it, but I would imagine it was bad. At number eight, we had the Fantastic Four twenty fifteen. Uh. Never saw it, but once again, probably. Number seven, we have Footloose from 2011, and I might get some some hate from this, but I never cared for the original either. Well, yeah, but but the uh, but if they did, did a remake, it's unnecessary. Yeah, the so re- I, no, I, the the remake I didn't watch, but uh, I wouldn't watch. But uh, the the original I wasn't really a fan of. Yeah. All right, in number six, we have Jacob's Ladder, which was a, a 2019 remake of the 1990 movie starring Robin Williams. Okay, I, I didn't see that either, so. At number, the top five, in number five, we have Annie from 2014, a completely unnecessary remake. I agree. At number four, we have The Wicker Man, 2006, which we already touched on. Yep. At number three, we have The Mummy 2017, we already touched on. The top two, That these are the two completely different movies. We have, oh, at number two, we have Overboard, which is a remake of the 1987 movie. Oh, God. Starring Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. And the number one worst remake, and I absolutely agree with this because I watched it and this was a piece of garbage, Psycho from 1998. Yeah, well, like I said, I I would never saw that, but... um, I saw it and, okay, if you've seen the original, which you haven't seen the original, right? Or have you? Have I? Which one? The original, Psycho. No, no. I, oh, I, don't, yeah. I, I don't do so, horror movies. So, fans, for anyone that's seen the original, the 1998 version was... They 
filmed it identically to the original. Every scene was identical. Everything. So, it was so terrible. Why? why well, that, that's what I felt about the, about the, um, the Lion King remake. The Lion King remake is another one. They filmed it identically to the animated cartoon. I hated it. I loved the, the original. Leave the 1994 classic alone. Yeah, yeah, same. So, so this we have for a list. Um, now it's time to get into Time Warp. I found, uh, I found uh, one, a quick one, uh, while I were waiting for the, the September um, 25th edition. So this one is from August 8th, 1986. All right, now, Ben, August 8th, 1986, take a look at what, what was going on back then. First of all, the number one song on August 8th of 86, Glory of Love from the Aquatic Kid Part 2. <laughs> I, lo- I love those movies. And that was in the US. In, in the UK, the number one song was Christopher the Lady in Red. Well, that would make a lot of sense. And for movies... The two movies that were out on August 8th of 86. First of all, we have... Actually, we have, we have several. We have A Fine Mess, starring Ted Danson and Harry Mandel. One Crazy Summer. She's got... And she's got to have it. Oh, God. She's got to have it. It's a Spike Lee movie. Starring Spike Lee, of course. Well, duh, but yeah. So yeah, he directed, he both directed and starred in the movie as well. So, those are your movies, and now we're going to go into the Mid-South card that took place on that date. And here we have, in the opening match, give me a minute to pull it up here. Alright, in the opening match, we had Gary Young defeating Gustavo Mendoza. Then yeah, we had, I've never heard of Mendoza. Then we have Rick Steiner defeating Brett Sawyer. Never heard of Brett Sawyer either. Coco Beware defeated the One Man Gang by disqualification. Okay. In a tag team match, we had Ted DiBiase and the Missing Link defeating John Tatum and Jack Victory. Jack Victory, of course, the um, flag bearer for the Sheep Herders. (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) Then we had the Fantastics, Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers defeating Hot Stuff International. What the fuck? Hot Stuff International was made up of Eddie Gilbert and Sting. And who? Sting. Oh. Well, not that bad. Then we had... Okay, so we had a couple of... uh, So we had some wrestlers worked uh, twice uh, 
on this evening, we had Jim Duggan defeated One Man Gang by a countout. And we had a more tag team, six man tag match. We had the fabulous Freebirds defeating Bill Watts, Chavo Guerrero, and Terry Taylor. And in the main event, a two ring battle royal. Oh, good lord. And so in this match. What's the point of a two ring battle royal if it's not a. if it's. Unless it's a like a war games match, what's the point of having two rings? Now, the only the, the only time that we had two rings that that um they did something cool with was at a like a I think it must have been a a war game show or they might have been trying to have one of those uh, you know battle royals, but. I remember um, it was uh, Rey Mysterio versus Super Calo, and uh, Rey Mysterio did a like a West Coast pop through like from jumping to one ring and into into the and then bouncing on the ropes of the other ring and delivering it in the second ring. It was really cool. Now, man, hold on. They, there was one event that had three rings. Oh, uh, WCW World War Three. Do you remember that one? Uh, no. We should take a look at that one uh, on a future episode. Okay. Do, yeah. Okay. So everyone in this <clears throat> bat- the participants in this battle royal are pretty much everyone that worked on the undercard. So the winner of this battle royal was. Now, hold on, I'm not going to tell you. I want you to take a guess. I'm going to read off the names, and you guess who won this match, okay? Okay. So we had Chavo Guerrero, Bill Watts, Bobby Fulton, Brett Sawyer, Buddy Roberts, Eddie Gilbert, Gary Young, Gustavo Mendoza, Jack Victory, Jim Duggan, John Tatum, Coco Beware, Michael Hayes, Missing Link, One Man Gang, Rick Steiner, Sting, Ted DiBiase, Terry Taylor, Terry Gordy, and Tommy Rogers. Sting? No. Who was it? Chavo Guerrero. Well, that, actually, I'm not too surprised by that. So, and just to be clear... This was. This is not Chavo Guerrero Jr. This is Chavo Classic. Well, yeah, exactly. So for the fans that are thinking Chavo Guerrero, well, yeah, this was Chavo Classic. All right. So Ben, that's time work for this evening. Now on to wrestling roulette. Absolutely, I God, I gotta redeem myself. <laughs> <laughs> And fans will be back shortly while I get the playlist together. Alright, Wrestling Roulette. The way it works, I play 2100 themes. My co-host has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. I only play 10 seconds of it. And here's your first one. Ben, are you ready? Yes, sir. Kazarni? No. 
Wow, what a guess. Because <laughs> Hardy, what? what the fuck? <laughs> who, um, who was it? That was Dexter Loomis. Oh, Dexter Loomis. Well. Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. One and one. Here we go. Track three. I haven't the slightest clue. That is Eva Marie. Well, no wonder I have no idea. <laughs> because every time she was on the screen in the wrestling ring, I wasn't paying attention. That was bad. Why you, don't ever let me do that again. Yeah, seriously. It's, uh, it's almost as bad. Sorry? I, I said it's almost as bad as... Uh, Mark Dupree? <laughs> that <was> so bad. <laughs> but I want to see, I want to see if Woody has does with it. All right, here we go. Oh, God. I haven't... I don't know. That is S.A. Rios. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. Raven. Raven. I don't know that theme. That was awesome. That was an awesome thing. I gotta hear that again. Okay. Um, you ready for next one? Yes, sir. Here we go, number six. Santa. God, I wanna. Was that Alexa Bliss? No. I'm gonna kick myself, but who was it? That was Nikki Cross. Oh, shit. Oh, bring that one back. Alright, two, <laughs> two and. Four, two and four. You got track seven. I'm not. I, I'm, I, I used to think I was good at this game, but I'm really not. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That was Drew Gulak. What? Oh, Jesus. All right. Yeah, and Def Rebel redid his theme. Oh, fuck Def Rebel. What the fuck was that? Uh, 
upset. <laughs> um, Do you need me to replay it? Yeah. Kick myself, aren't I? Um, Steve Regal? No. Okay. Otis. Oh, I I was thinking it was it, it was either him or Otis. Fuck. All right, so two and uh, six, and you go with track eight. So. Sounds so familiar. Play it again. Uh, fuck. Um, I'm blanking. Sorry, this was uh, track nine because it's uh, two. You, know, you have two and six, so it's track nine. Uh, that was Cesaro. What was wrong with his old theme, Death Rebel? Uh, I don't know. Okay, so two and seven. Here we go. Try ten. Cassiusono. This is a bad song. Yes, it was. <laughs> Alright, so three and uh, seven. Track 11, are you ready? Yeah. are so fucking generic. I don't <laughs> I know. know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> that is James Ellsworth. And this is CFO. Jesus Christ. Alright. Three and eight. Three and eight. Here we'll try I need to make a comeback here. Track 12. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy. You are four and eight. The world's largest love machine, Viscera. Viscera. You know, you'd have to imagine that, that... I mean, I don't mean to be an asshole, but yeah, you'd have to imagine that that would be a pretty... Uh, you know, terrifying situation to be in. Depending on the, you know, positioning. Five and eight. All right, here we go. Track 14. Not a goddamn clue. That is... 
The Young Stallions. Oh, from NXT UK? No. The Young Stallions. They, they were from the 80s. Jim Powers and Paul Roma. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Okay, um, even though I don't remember them ever using this, unless... Uh, Unless you couldn't really hear it over the crowd. But anyways, okay, so five and nine. Yes, sir. Try 15, are you ready? Yep. Or you should probably get this next one. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? Randy Orton. That was six and nine. Okay, here we go. Next one. Oh God, it sounds so familiar, but I'm, I really don't know. That is Chushin Liger. Shit, I'm so sorry. Goddamn. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, you go. Track 17. Santino Marola. Santino Marola. Why do you make me do that stuff? Track 18, are you ready? 7 and 10, okay. Okay. Wait, that one, when am I going to have that one? Yeah, unless you want to take a guess. This doesn't count, but if you want, do you want to take a guess? No, because I have no idea. Okay, well, I'm going to count that one. <laughs> I don't have a fucking clue. That is Adam Rose. Oh, okay. Alright, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, track 19. Are you ready? Tip of my tongue. Fuck. I, I must be having an off night. I can't think straight. That is Carmella. Well, no wonder I didn't give a fuck. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Death Rebel, your music is terrible. I oh, know, seriously. And and the title of this one, Tzvetichi. What does that have to do with Carmella? Tzvetichi. 13. What does that have to do with Carmella? I have no clue. Alright, so on 19, track 20. Are you ready? Yep. Vader. Vader. 
Alright, so we have uh, 8 and 9... Uh, 8 no. and 12. 8 and 12, that's it. Yeah, I think it's hard to keep track. I should write this down. 8 and 12, alright, here we go. Last one. I don't know, that's so fucking generic. That's Fabian Eichner. Well, I did better considering how I started. So there we go. The final score is the final score is eight and thirteen. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You were probably screaming at the screen. Don't tell Tony. Uh, so it's okay. we we have another show coming up on Saturday. Welcome to the greatest love.